What is up, y'all? I am your host, Eli Vasquez, and you are listening to the Self Hype Podcast, where we dissect and discover all things personal development, deeper thinking, and ways to unapologetically love ourselves in the digital age. What's up, y'all? Before we get into the episode, I just want to share different ways we could be better connected in these digital streets a space where we make the internet human and a space that we push each other to be our best selves. So, one way you could join the family is our free Facebook group. Are you looking for an accountability group? Are you looking for a support system? Are you looking for a daily dose of motivation, content, interviews, and workshops? The Facebook group link is in the bio. It's free. Join it, and you get to hang out with multiple like-minded people in these digital streets. If you want to take it to the next level, we have our Personal Development Accelerator Program, where you work with me personally and my self-hype team to help you improve your social media growth, improve your personal life, and to 10x your productivity. So if you're struggling with your mindset, if you're struggling with your business, or if you're struggling with your overall relationships, if you're telling yourself, I'm having these bad days and they are taking me away from the relationships and the business growth and the money in my life, this is something to check out. This week's episode, three ways to embrace failure and why we should be doing it all the time. I told myself this would be the, that would have been the last time that I put myself out there because I was always tired of being hurt and rejected and put down over and over again. I felt like failure then, and it was literally like six months after moving to Los Angeles. However, I don't want to see them as failures, because failure is just like, okay, there's no opportunity to change it or improve from it or grow from it. I'd rather feel younger, you know, when I'm like still figuring it out and still becoming myself. This week we're talking failure. Oh, the sweet, sweet nectar of failure. Why we're discussing failure? Because it is the ultimate fear we all have. It's the natural kind of embodiment of, of who we are, like us as human beings and us as like like cavemen. There was a lot of things we had to be scared of or else we would die. Cliffs, for example, or spiders, or large animals with sharp teeth. These Our body works to protect us, and, and our brain works to protect us. And a lot of times to our detriment, we're in this space, in this vessel of being a human being to be conscious of ourselves and not just be completely instinctual because a lot of that is our brains just kicking in to uh, protect us at all times. But within that protection, we're not taking chances to experience life, to go for greater and deeper experiences and to go for the success that we ultimately want to live. So failure, I feel, is the greatest experience that you could ever have. It is those defining moments that we discussed. These are the bullet points that shapes who we are. It is such a phenomenal aspect of it that I still struggle with personally. I'm still trying to figure it all out. Like there's a lot of things that I'm going for that scares me. You know, I still have that fear of failure, like this podcast, like if it fails, well, how is that going to look on me? What is how what's going to happen? All, all these terrible things. There's so much so many years in my life that I've wasted not taking action out of the fear of failure. There's so many years in my life that I just sat there in my current state of mind in my current space just to feel safe, 
but ultimately unhappy. And it was years for me to still be afraid. The fear never goes away. But to create the processes and to research the processes for me to embrace that failure. Now, I'm going after failure head on. Knowing that, like, there's nothing really to be afraid of in life. That, like, if you just see failure as, like, an answer, if you see failure as a light in a big, dark room, you're going to go after it. If I told you that if you made 10 failures in a row, and I and I promised you that the 11th failure was going to be the ultimate success, you're going to get a million dollars, you will fail your ass off. And that's the problem. We're too afraid to create those answers and create those lights in that room that we stay in darkness. And I learned through those years of complete inaction, of, it brewed negative feelings, it brewed anxiety, it brewed depression, and it led me down a very dark path where action, although it led to failure, was a deeper and more fulfilling cognitive connection in my life because I was doing something in my life because I have a life to live where we all do. So that's why failure is so impactful, and that's why I want to discuss and talk about the different ways to embrace it, to use it as a tool, as a answer. And these are some things that I personally worked on myself and some things that really stood out to me from other amazing minds. If you know me, I'm a big science buff. I'm big space and time. I, I get over – I watch Cosmos and I cry. That's a little fun fact about me. I do. I, I, I watch stars and, and astrophysics and like how we are space and time, how we are dying stars. It is beautiful because it is real. It is true in fact. So there's a lot of different things we're going to discuss. I'm going to discuss things from world-renowned minds that have spoken to me, some things I worked on personally through my own uh, mindset, and, and the beauty of the factual end of science kind of how we talked about in our first episode where we play tricks on us. I love science and math because it is just, you can't dispute that. And we can find love and inspiration in that. So we're going to be going through all these things when it comes to failure. And I'm hoping by the end of it, you are going to embrace it. You're going to head, head first into failure. That thing that you wake up with, that, that thought and feeling of insecurity or fear that you wake up with in the morning, I want you to wake up and be like, I'm going to I'm going to go for it. I'm going to whoop that fear of failure's ass. And I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do the damn thing. I want you to say, when you wake up in the morning, I'm going to do the damn thing. Because uh, I want you to look in your life and say, I'm over waking up and feeling, oh, I wish I'd done this. I wish I could do this. No, we're going to do the damn thing. So let's get into it, y'all. First off, they have done studies. And there's a Stanford study out that showed that people at the top of their class, the people at the top of their industries were the ones that failed the most. We look at all the great minds through life where they took so many chances and they failed and they failed and they failed. We look at billionaires, millionaires that lose their fortunes to come back and gain even a greater fortune and better understanding. Why not us? Why are we not allowed to fail? We should have that same benefit and not feel overwhelmed that we are disappointing everyone, that we are disappointing ourselves. So how do we embrace that? How do we get into that? So first, cognitive connection. 
this is something I worked on personally for a very long time. And I took snippets out of Tony Robbins, took snippets out of other minds. And it's, it's, it's where right now at our current space and time, our mindset is connected that by doing this thing, we have a cognitive connection of that fear of failure. We have that connection of, oh, if I go for it, I may fail. If I go for it, people are going to laugh at me. If I go for it, I'm going to get ridiculed. We already have such a negative viewpoint of doing things, of taking action, of living our lives. We already have this negative connection before we even start. It's We, we feel safe not taking action because it's safe we're, we're, we're not in, we're not exposed we're not out of the pack we feel safe yet that in action is what's actually brewing all those negative feelings so that's why we have to change our cognitive connection we need to understand the fact that taking action that going towards our these opportunities that could lead to failure that even if failure is something that occurs it is a connection of excitement you're, you're, you're overjoyed. You feel proud of yourself. You have to be intentional or even write down these feelings if you need to. Like, how, do, how am I going to feel if I go for it? How am I going to feel if I create this thing, if I do this thing, if I take this chance? It, even with a partial amount of success or success, how is that going to make me feel? Oh, I, I'm going to feel proud of myself. I'm going to feel like ecstatic. I'm going to feel excited. I'm going to feel like I'm doing something. I'm going to feel like I'm bettering myself. This is what life's all about. This is the feelings of the cognitive connection that we need to have. We are fighting against our brains here. That's the big thing because our mentality wants to keep us safe. Our brains want to keep us safe, but we have to use our heart and our souls. Use our brains as a tool. We are the controllers of our brains, but we need to use our heart and souls to build that kind of connection. What is, how are we going to feel by taking action? What, what are we gonna feel? How are people gonna view us as taking action? So that's really what it is. We have to disrupt that, that connection to negativity when it comes to take, going for opportunities and reconnect it to the positive. So if that's taking time intentionally with yourself to write down, oh, this is how I'm gonna feel if I go for this. This is how, uh, these are all the ways this is going to better my life. That's, that's what it comes down to. That, that's really what it comes down to is building your kind of connection to action. So now personally, I'm taking a chance with this podcast. I made a Facebook group. I did a personal development course. Like, are you kidding me? I want people to spend money on me for eight weeks to work with me one-on-one. -on -one, and I'm promising I could better their lives. That is a chance. I took a big leap, and I was scared the whole time. But the cognitive connection that I had of taking action was so fulfilling. I did that. Even if it did fail, I know now what works. I know what doesn't work. Also, the course totally works, so you should totally do the course because people like lost 40 pounds and gained thousands of followers and are best friends and I meet, hang out with personally. So, But that's besides the point. Shameless plug. But it's, it's the beauty of the taking action. Even if the course didn't work, I'd be like, oh, great. Now I know. And I feel so fulfilled because I created something. Look what I made. I got out of my current state and propelled myself to a new frame of mind of better understanding with myself. It provided an answer. So that's what, that's what my cognitive connection to failure is now. There is no failure with my cognitive connection because I know my feeling of doing completely outweighs, completely and 
utterly outweighs the feeling of not doing because I'm now reconnecting those negative thoughts to not taking action, to not taking action and not going for things. I feel terrible. I feel insecure. I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I'm not doing anything with this life that I have. Cognitive connection is so key. So take the time to just look at how are you feeling by taking chance and redirect and feel how amazing it would be if you just went for it. I think failure is necessary because it allows you to, when you get the chance and the opportunity and whatever it is, to actually value it even more because you know you for part for it. If you get everything that you want every time, the first try, then you feel like you need to get it, you know? And that will actually like get you later in life something really doesn't go as planned and if you've been like getting everything you want since the beginning then it will actually like hurt you even more i would say another thing that has been phenomenal for me has been fear setting tim ferris he did it i remember watching his ted talk on fear setting and it opened the door for me as far as going for it it is essential because this is my issue I play tricks on myself all the time. The mind completely gets in the way. My insecurities completely get in the way of me trying to do anything. So rather than thinking optimistically, like, I'm going to go for it. I, everything's going to be great. Hoorah, yay. The reality of life is it's sometimes yes, sometimes no. So fear setting is essentially you game planning your failure. And I know it's crazy to hear, like, why would I? It's like it's like getting a prenup. Do I not really love this person? Why am I getting? No, you're just planning for yourself to feel more comfortable in the space that you're going into. So, and it's going to promote you to take action because now you have a blueprint for that worst case scenario. So the fear setting has been fantastic, and I'll break it down right now. But this has essentially helped me take chances, make big decisions, because now I'm thinking, okay, worst case scenario. How do I get out of it if the worst case scenario happens? Which never happens, by the way. Worst case scenario never happens. But it makes me create a blueprint of the worst case scenario. And I feel so more at ease of making decisive decisions and taking big action. So fear setting. It is essentially you game planning. It's a lot about cognitive connection that we said in the first one. Fear setting is essentially you're, you're, you think of the thing that you want to do that is scaring you right now. And what I want you to do is so you have three different pages. First page is you, with that thing that you want to do, you make three lists, a define list, a prevent list, and a repair list. And the first list is in define, you're saying, what's the worst things that could happen? So put like 10 things down on the define list of what are the worst things that can happen if I go for it, if I take this chance. Then the second list is prevent. How do I prevent each of these things from happening? So worst case scenario happens, worst thing happens, how do I prevent it from happening? And then repair. If the worst does happen, how do I fix it? You're sitting down with yourself and you're thinking about everything. Okay, if I move to LA and I go for my film career, worst case scenario, I can't get anything, I'm dead broke, and what do I do? Oh, I have a grandma that lives in Colorado. It's two hours away. She'll let me live there rent free. Go there, uh, I'll work at some job, recoup my income. Maybe I'll try to make some short films on the cheap over there, but essentially that's, and then make my way back to LA in six months. That's one of the things.
but you list them all out and you're being intentional with the worst things that could happen. And you're creating a game plan with yourself of how do I prevent it from happening? And then if it does happen, how do, re how do I repair it? How do I fix it? So page two, make a list of the possible benefits of successful or if you're partially successful, kind of what we talked about earlier. So list what is going to, what are the benefits if I succeed in this? in my finances, in my relationships, in my life. What are the benefits? And you will find that it is overwhelmingly good. It's overwhelmingly inspiring. You're inspiring yourself based off the life you already want to live, and you're writing it down. Kind of what we talked about, the cognitive connection. This needs to outweigh those negative thoughts. And page three is the fear setting. So make three lists of the cost of your inaction. So you're making three lists. You're making one list that says is six months, one list that says one year, and one list that is three years. And what you're gonna write bullet points down is, if I don't do this thing, what am I missing out on? What is my life gonna be like? How am I going to feel in six months if I don't go for it? How am I gonna feel in a year if I don't go for it? How am I gonna feel in three years if I don't go for it. This page alone, like this exercise alone, helps me make big decisions and take big action because I think about my life and I'm like, if I don't create this course, if I don't create this Facebook group, if I don't create self-hype, how am I gonna feel in, in, in six months? Oh, I'm gonna feel awful. What if I don't go for a better job? What if I don't move out of this terrible situation? How am I gonna feel in six months? I'm not gonna feel really good. How am I gonna feel in a year? Oh my goodness. How am I feeling three years? I, I don't even want to think about what my mindset will be in three years. This was the moment in my life when I was at my lowest low that I was like, I don't even want to think of the terrible things. If I stay in this current state of mind of where I'm at in my life in three years where I'll be. So I, that's what really pushed me to make big change in my life. That's why I'm so fearless a lot of the time. It's not that I'm fear or fear is absent for me, it's not. It's just that I know that I might, there is a possibility I might not be 100% satisfied with what you know I can do in this job or this whatever that I do, but I'm aware of it. So I'm not afraid of its potential of being imperfect. So I'll just be like, okay, let's just try it out and do whatever opportunity So the thing about Tim Ferriss, he's a, sto he's a stoic. So if you don't know stoicism, it's very much like in life, good things happen, bad things happen. But it, we can't be emotionally wrapped up in the good and the bad because life is just all different random variables of chance. So you just kind of walk out of life, walk out the door knowing that anything could happen and it's okay. It's, it, it's, it's, I, I adopt a lot of these things. I think it's good to feel but I adopt, I adopt a lot of these aspects of Stoicism. But his big thing is uh, he shared uh, an individual, a Stoic individual uh, in the name of uh, Jersey Gregoric, and his whole line is, easy choices, hard life, hard choices, easy life. And that's something that Tim Ferriss uses a lot. So if you just see and believe and, and use this line as truth, hard choices equal easy life, you're good. Don't think. Again, use your heart and your soul. Your, that, is your, that is what's guiding you. You're using your, your heart and soul to motivate you. You're using the brain to continue that motivation and, and to think of a game plan for that motivation. 
So as long as you believe in hard choices, easy life, that is key. And then third point is, this is when I get really sciencey and nerdy, and I hope you get teary-eyed like I do every time I watch Cosmos when I say this, is when I think of the failure and how to embrace failure and the fear of failure, I'm thinking of how rare it is to be alive. Just think about that for a second. We are human beings. We have consciousness. We can see our hands. We could, we could think, do I love this person? We could figure out what do I want to do with my life? We could look at animals. We can look at the stars in space and, and think about the past and time. And it's, there's, there is such a rarity to just be alive. And I remember I was in a, a physics class, like astrophysics class in college, and uh, my teacher gave me this, this number, and essentially it's the, it's the probability of being alive. And it completely overwhelmed me. And the probability of, of you existing, you listening right now, of you existing right now to listen to my voice is one in 10 to the 2 millionth, 685,000th power. So that's one in 10 followed by 2,685,000 zeros. You can't even fathom that number. It is completely and utterly overwhelming because you can't even fathom how rare it is for you to exist as a human being, for your family to meet, for, for your grandparents, great-grandparents, your, your, your ancestors to all make these decisions and then the sperm and everything else and just the overall existence of the sun and the moon being placed in a very particular ways to create life in itself. This is very spacey. This is very sciencey and numbersy. But this is, a, this is a defining number equation that is real and true and tested and that relates so much that Every morning I wake up, I think about this. I think about how rare it is for me to be alive, how rare it is for me to be awake, and how rare it is for me to think. So to not take action, to not go for it, is the ultimate disappointment. Because why not? You've been blessed with the probabilities of chance. You have won the ultimate lottery that, of any lottery that will ever exist in humanity is you being alive right now. There's inspiration in that. There's, there's love in that. There's, there's, there's an overwhelmingness to it that you have no choice but to believe because it is real and you are real. And every day I wake up and I see the people around me and how beautiful it is that we're alive in this era to look at each other, that we're defining eras, that we're a part of, of, of a history and what role do we want to play in this? You really think about, like, how do I want to play? What character do I want to be in all this? And who am I not to? Who am I not to live? So I want, you, I want to thank you all so much for listening. I want to thank you all so much for being there with me. And I hope you all gained some value in, in the words that I said. And I hope you all look at your own lives and think of the cognitive connection and think of the fear setting and think of how rare you are and to see your life as a book and to realize that the failures in our lives are the chapters, are the content within that story. People with interesting lives, those biopics that you spend money watching, they have, they're filled with failures. They're filled with conflict. They're filled 
with all is lost moments, but that's what creates an amazing and beautiful understanding of and growth of a character and an, an amazing, beautiful story. So you are your own hero in your story. And those failures are is what defines that hero to be who they ultimately are meant to be. So I hope you embrace that failure and see those chapters as something like I need to write in my book. I need to fill those pages. I want a, a I want anthologies. I want chapters. I want I want all those things full of failures, of beautiful failures of understanding where I come back and learn more. It it really create you're creating a story and you want it to be the most beautiful one ever. Just understand that these failures provide answers. And after listening to this, go forth and discover your own answers for yourself. So again, I want to thank you all so much for listening. If you know someone that you think would benefit from this, if you know someone that may also want to take some chances right now, you know someone who's in between jobs or, or want to go for it or want to take that chance in life, share this episode to them. Tell them about it. Share it to them and hopefully they get some value out of it as well. It's all about building our community and building love within that space. So please promote and share if this gave some impact to you or you think this would benefit another person. And again, if you all want to go on this journey with me and go on a deeper sense of understanding and to really go for it and have that accountability group, join the eight-week program that we have. It's something that's so special. I put so much work. It's everything within me for the last five years, uh, creating a positive personal development mindset to get me to where I need to be, to be the successful person that I am now. And I provide that and share that with you with multiple other people. So many perks, so many benefits. I would love to just get to know you and grow with you and to learn the things that you want to tackle on and to 10X those expectations of life for yourself and for the people around you. So thank you all so much for listening and I will see you